The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Pastor Mai, good afternoon. Uh, welcome to Man in Line, first Man in Line of 2024. Call 66 13 68, text 166177, same WhatsApp number. Email studio at manxradio.com. Remain there, parts of the mountain roads closed until the weekend. They're doing work after that recent landslip. Uh, the routes closed between Barul Park and its junction with Faulty Will Road. Heavy rain caused the slippage last Wednesday, so the road closure is until 6pm uh, at the weekend until the um, uh, the retaining wall is uh, completed. Uh, no access will be maintained throughout the closure. So uh, do take it easy. Uh, well, it's all happening today with the steam packet. The, uh, there's, there's now a contingency timetable in place. The contingency timetable is just one sailing, for passengers that is, one sailing per day as of tomorrow, that is today. Steam packet says the vessel's undermanned for the next few weeks due to a rostered officer having to unexpectedly take leave for personal reasons. No fellow officers will swap shifts or cover the absence via paid overtime because of the ongoing industrialist uh, dispute with Nautilus. That is the situation. Fine if you're if you're afraid. I mean, they're, they're using the arrow overnight, although the arrow, arrow apparently has been made available to the Channel Islands for lease, but that's another matter. And uh, the uh, chief minister's meeting the steam packet today, probably uh, trying to find out who's actually running the steam packet at the moment. Well, maybe find out later on today when we get a report of what happened when the government met the steam packet this morning. Betty's with us today now. Hi, Betty. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Have you made any New Year's resolutions? Yes, I'm never going to eat again after the amount of food (laughs) I ate over Christmas and New Year. I I never make New Year resolutions because I know I wouldn't keep a single one of them. Anyway, what I'm ringing about is, um, apparently, uh, well, first of all, I have to say that I haven't got any friends or relatives on on the steam packet workforce, as far as I know. And I have to say what, what the steam packet is doing, threatening to fire crew if they won't sign to live on board, I think it's a disgrace. Because I can't remember hearing any monks' boats that have been delayed or failed to sail over the years because crew members haven't turned up on time. And we've had had this process whereby people can go home. We've had it operating successfully for years. And um, I think... Uh, we own the steam packet, and the uh, government says it will allow the steam packet bosses to operate at length. But what the steam packet uh, company are doing shames 
they're proposing shames the Isle of Man. Well, it's years. I mean, the last time there was a seaman strike, I think, was 1965. So, I mean, it's nearly 60-odd years. And that was a UK strike that just happened to affect the Isle of Man. But, yes. uh, I mean, the people who are running the steam packet now, that is the, the managing director and the chairman, I mean, they've said that, you know, they're going to run the place. They're running the steam packet. It is an arm's-length company. And the government knew that when they funded it all. It's an arm's-length company. Company. So where do we go from here? Well, uh, maybe because we own it, we, we should take over. Um, the crew can volunteer to sleep on board if they want to, but they shouldn't be forced to. And this whole pre- process of hire and refire, it's just so they can... Uh, rehire people at a lower rate of pay. It's been done before. It's a disgrace and it simply puts the Isle of Man to shame. It shouldn't be allowed. I'm not particularly pro-union either, so that's not why I'm standing up for the crew. I just feel this is an awful attempt to save them money and we should take over now if this is what they're going to do. I think it's shameful. I really feel quite strongly about this. Okay, all right. I appreciate that, Betty. Thanks for calling. Okay, take care. You too. It's 12 minutes past 12 and Will's on now. Hi, Wilf. Hi, uh, happy New Year to you. Uh, you a, health, a healthy New Year. Good, good. Um, it's a very short one. It's just that I had this strange letter sent to me, which I would like to read it out. There's nothing nasty in it. It's okay. just strange. It's it's addressed to Wilf Young, Elder Statesman, Ramsey Commissioners Town Hall. <laughs> I'm an Elder Statesman, apparently. Anyway, it says, uh, this has obviously to do with me talking about uh, Mezeron and Tesco and what have you. <clears throat> you are wrong, Mr. Young, to be joyful that the idea of Tesco buying out Mezeron. Don't you realize that they will start holding Marks and Spencer and the company and the co-op, sorry, to ransom? Uh, good God, man, the way things are going, they'll be running the island shortly. Can't you see what is staring you in the face? An analogy of this situation would be China infiltrations and eventually taking over the continent of Africa by stealth. The only difference is this takeover is going much faster and stalwarts of the island like yourself are being indoctrinated by the retail monster. The island and its population will suffer once this monster has a firm grip. It will start dictating the rules and the laws. I would rather see China (coughs) or even Kim Jong-un take over the island than the monster Tesco. Yet the, the naive Isle of Man is prostrating itself before this monster like a wanton virgin salvinating for a scoundrel. Catch yourself on, Mr. Young. Become enlightened before it's too late. What do you think of that crap? Who, who, signed, <laughs> who signed that? Who was it, that from? Now the, Well, there's no address, but the, the, the signature is Cormac, 
That's C O R M A C O McMahon. That's O uh, Mac M A H O N. But there's no address. And I've looked in the phone book and I can't find any number. Do you, so, do, you feel any, do you feel any different being an elder statesman, Wilf? <laughs> no, I'm older. I know that. That's the only difference I feel. <laughs> right. Thanks, Wilf. Good to hear from you. Okay. All right. Cheers. Now, it's a quarter past 12. Uh, by the way, Wilf uh, called, it was before Christmas, just to say that there was a rumour going around, Ramsey, some skeet saying that Tesco were going to buy Mezzeron and bypass the steam package. Remember, a few years ago, Tesco, I think with uh, the big shipping company, Dola, they were hoping to uh, run their own line and uh, obviously bring their own freight in a lot cheaper. Uh, with nine nine supermarkets now they'll need something like that so that was the rumor we contacted Mezron and the next thing out of got a very polite email from the managing director say it's not going to happen nothing to do with us so there we are Manx Skeet and we thrive on it and David's with us now hi David hi Danny the other Manx Skeet is too that we were going to benefit from arms length companies the uh, parliament sat and decided we'd have arms length companies on the steam packet and we'd also have the housing board, which was arm's length. That they could, you can't send uh, email requests in to get information on. So it, it, it does wonder who in Parliament can actually do something to investigate whether the arm's length companies were, are or were a benefit to the people of the Isle of Man, because we're supposed to be the shareholders. Well, I mean, I, I, I can see with the steam packet, if they're going to return 11 million profit every year, then th yeah. that's a quite, quite a compelling thing to say. But the, tr the yeah. thing is, there has to be a tangible benefit for the citizen of the Isle of Man, surely. Correct. And, that, and that's the issue. If it's at arm's length and uh, everything should be uh, running smoothly, the, no choppy waters, it's sailing all the time, uh, and, and the housing board too, over Christmas and the New Year, we heard on the Manx Radio there that the housing board had a loss of something like half a million pounds. So what, what have they done? What, what, and they paid themselves the wages. Now, normally uh, in companies, the first thing you do is you, you get your asset base going, don't you? And uh, I'm led to believe, too, near the hospital there, where the old hospital used to be, there were houses that were owned by the hospital or the, the health service board. Yeah. And somebody's trying to, or uh, this housing board is trying to buy, or bought them, or, or trying to buy them. We already own them. Yeah. I, I, I just can't understand where we are at the minute. So my suggestion would be is we need the help of the Speaker of the House of Keys on the Public Accounts Committee because there's the, the power that can step in and say the population is definitely upset, isn't it? You can tell that. Uh, all, all the way when you're walking and talking to people at the minute, they're saying the worst government ever, this is terrible, what's happening here? Somebody needs to stabilise us a little bit and say, OK, we're going to examine this and come up with some sort of solutions and give us some answers. You see, it may be that behind closed doors, everything is absolutely hunky-dory and the Manx Development Corporation is going to be a stunning success and will you know, bring houses that people want and it will get young people onto the housing ladder and it will be of tangible benefit. The trouble is, they don't seem to be making that case. They don't, and I wonder where they've got the ultimate power to have money 
from uh, the taxpayers. Where, where is that not accountable? If they are buying property, is it going to be fair and equitable? Are they buying all them development, uh, all those businesses in Domain Road? I, I just wonder what's happening there with all the people that were promised uh, you could buy, you can't buy my building, and then. Normally what they would do, I'm sorry about this, but they would normally compulsory purchase it for national need. And they're not doing that. Well, they can't because they're not the government as such. Don't forget this is an arm's length company. And I just wonder how many arm's length company before we say this is not the vehicle we should be using. Well, it's a, right. it's a communications issue. And uh, nowadays, I, I'm, I'm not going to teach granny to soak eggs, but if the Steam Packet and the Manx Development Corporation don't understand social media, then they yes. better get on some sort of course very quickly because social media is going rampant with this. And as you quite rightly say, the public needs to know what's going on. These are companies that are within the public orbit. They may be pu- pu- arm's length companies, but the, you know yeah. the, these were sold on the basis that this is for the Isle of Man. So, but ben, and Bet, Betty's quite right. And as a uh, say, mature lady, they're saying our reputations at stake now. As we go into 20, January 24, our reputation at stake because we may be a small island, but we definitely go out everywhere, don't we? People are aware of us. People know who we are. And we want to make sure that if you come to the Isle of Man to join this population, you'll enjoy the Isle of Man. And we don't have these uh, stuff that just torpedoes us all the time. Well, I got a message in uh, from Hugh on that very subject. And and Hugh just dropped a note in, David, to say that the way the steam packet is behaving doesn't actually sound very Manx. It's not. Well, I've said before, Andy, before this all started, we have a Manx Industrial Relations Service. And why is the Manx Industrial Relations Service calling the two parties in to have negotiations? Because Nautilus are saying this is the, uh, the company is definitely wrong. So they're blaming uh, us as well as their arm's length shareholders. Why don't we get it into an uh, industrial relations forum? And they put their case forward, and they put their case forward, and there's an arbitration done. Uh, I'm sure Nautilus said well before Christmas they wouldn't mind binding arbitration. What's wrong with the other side of the company? Okay. All right. Thanks, David. Good to hear from you. It's uh, 21 minutes after 12. A note in from John and Kurt Michael said, Andy, Steam Packet were on strike from December 87 to April 88. Uh, The introduction of the user agreement uh, in the years leading up to the introduction of the user agreement in 1995, Isle of Man experienced a number of issues and challenges. Apparently, Steam Packet employees carried out strikes in 86, 87 and 88. And did you know that? Were you involved with that leading to no Steam Packet services for a total of 10 weeks? The Douglas Harbour link spans weren't usable as they were owned by the Steam Packet company. Thank you, John, for that information. Manx Skeet, Meserons owned by Greylaw, who are owned by the Stobart Group, says Texter762. Just to, if you could confirm that for me, that'd be great. I agree with the author of Wilf's Letter, says Helen Tesco, are corporate bullies. Thank you, Helen690. Well, your words, they are extremely highly highly successful if you want corporate bullies they don't do anything that's illegal but they are extremely successful and in this world in the 21st century world you've got to be 
absolutely on it to be very, very successful, and palpably they are. Thank you, Des, confirming it was the 1980s as well that uh, that, that that was the last. What was that all about then? What was the, the strike in the 1980s all about? Andy on 423, the management of the steam packet is a shambles. That's Andy's word, by the way. An arm's length company, that's a load of rubbish. I've never heard such nonsense. It's public money. So the chief minister uh, get... Um, hold of this management for the sake of the Isle of Man. Well, the Chief Minister, I think also the Treasury Minister, are meeting the steam packet today, so we'll we'll see exactly what goes on. The two people at the top of the steam packet, Managing Director Brian Thompson and the Executive Chairman is Lars Ugland. So we'll see. What do you think about this? Things, uh, a note in from Peter, who just said, things to be, seem to be falling off. We lost Ramsey Bakery. We lost ShopRite. We have one boat a day because they can't hire the requisite number of people. Could somebody tell me what is going on on the Isle of Man? The government need to get a grip, says 505, on what's going here. £82 million for a fair-weather boat. Manx Care has cancelled meds. Well, that's not necessarily connected, but we'll come on to that in a moment. We are um, hemorrhaging money. Standards are going down. What on earth is going... Why aren't the MHKs feeling the strain? Says Roy B. I'm disgusted to live here at the moment. Well, text, email, call and WhatsApp. Uh, Happy New Year, Andy. Thank you, 920. Are crew members being paid a regular salary or are they being paid per sailing, says Sarah. Well, the Nautilus members, I believe, are the majority of the masters. And obviously, you have to have a master to go into port. You have to have a master to sail. So, and apparently there were some circumstances regarding that non-sailing in Tahitian, which apparently they said was due to tidal conditions, even though it was a high tide. Stephen's on now. Hi, Stephen. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to all the Manx Radio listeners. A great service for the island. OK, Hello? so what's on your mind, Stephen? What I'd like to uh, just uh, share my thoughts uh, today is, uh, firstly, I think over the steam packet issue, it's a, it's a much wider issue than just the situation of uh, the, uh, the current industrial dispute. It's, to me, it's one of jobs, and uh, it's, it's one that should be taken seriously by our MHKs, and it's job availability for... Manx Stroke UK seafarers. So that's the first point I'd like to make because uh, it's important that the that the more attention is paid to training of younger uh, seafarers, both uh, both in the crew and in the officer corps, that these jobs are available for Manx seafarers. That's point one. Number two is the MDC and the Housing Communities Board. They're not. Uh, they're not. They're nothing to do with each other. They're separate issues. David got it slightly mixed up there. So, uh, for example, I think there is a lot of confusion around uh, MDC and housing. For example, the Housing Communities Board is doing a consultation at the moment through the Cabinet Office about essential workers. 
Uh, and yet, those people who attended the public meeting, uh, the very first one, which was held in the Finchill Pavilion, most people agreed with the initial plan, which was to uh, refurbish and make available apartments within the old nurses' home block for essential workers that are, is required for both schools and uh, and um, the health services. So that was that was perfectly uh, acceptable by all those I spoke to and all the residents of the area. Now, what is, what's uh, peculiar now really is this: we're having a consultation, and it's more a consultation on providing mortgage uh, and first-time buyers for essential workers. So it's an it's a conundrum to me. It's it's mis it's misnamed to why if you're an essential worker coming to the Isle of Man, you might think yes, I'll go there and go and do a stint. Uh, what would be what would be essential for part of your package is somewhere to go and live. So as I say, we all supported that uh, that uh, nurses' home. But uh, what's happened with uh, with uh, MDC is we've had mission creep, and they've started buying up the entire site of that West Northern Row. I think it was zero zero one or two in the original Eastern Area plan, where I think it was down to thirty four houses on the site. Now it's over one hundred and thirty three. But it has happened a few times of uh, of late where public utilities and government organisations have bought sites up and then consequently at the, pl- at the planning stage it's been refused. Now, as you know, you were, attended the public meeting in Rosemount Church and I don't think there was anybody hardly, there was a number of people who supported the plan, but the most people were against it. There was 56 objections to the plan. I, I believe it was over, certainly over 50, possibly 51 from my memory now. So there's there's no there's no guarantee that this plan will go even be passed. The danger, of course, is if it's called in by council and ministers, they could ignore. Presumably, if the if the planning inspector that hears the uh, the appeal possibly or the or the whole procedure uh, finds for what the original eastern area plan was and the designated number of buildings, if he finds for that which we all accepted, then. Uh, we've got problems because what would be that at that stage, the Council of Ministers would be overruling all the objections and possibly even the inspector. So, so, so I mean, what what's at the end of all this? What I mean, I do, we, we can't really second guess them because I've asked them to come on Man in Line. They've never even replied to my emails and they don't really seem to communicate. Well, it's, it's not just communication. Well, it frustrates me at times where people say it's communication. Well, it's not communication. If people if people are crossed with a particular plan, we're not annoyed because of the communication. We've had the communication, and we simply do not like the plan. This is a very, very, very intensive plan of what the MDC have, uh, have now got in the pipeline for the entire site. It's not really the communication. They're, they've got a like a, a a communication blockout, probably because they don't want to hear the objections. Uh, but if they don't want to hear objections, I mean, what is it they know that we don't? Well, they, they, I don't know what they know. 
Uh, but presumably, if, if you know, if people are against it, I mean, put it this way: I'm not putting myself forward, but if I were a PR consultant to MDC, I would say you need to put forward compelling reasons why this is important and favourable for the Isle of Man. And if you're, you know, I mean, it might be an idea if one of the members of the board said, "I'm going to live on this site that's going to be the 20-minute city, and I don't mind not having a car, or I don't mind there being no spaces for cars." But at the moment, they're putting forward an idea for Westmoreland Road and uh, Domain Road and what have you, which, let's face it, is not the prettiest area in Douglas at the moment. It could do with some uh, some titivating, but at the moment, their idea doesn't seem to resonate, Stephen. Well, it resonates with the Council of Ministers and Timwell because they support the plan. This is one of the drawbacks of our political system. We have a date with the unknown. We we uh, support the individual MHK with the with the with the policy mandate that they introduce, and then we go and say yes, we like you. Your policies align with ours. Uh, your uh, your manifesto is what we like, and they get elected. But then it all goes wrong because then we have a we choose a chief minister, which is a date with the unknown. They presumably try and draw a plan that, broadly speaking, everybody can support in the Keys, but sadly, the population has never supported that plan, has never been tested by the population. And I would suggest this is one of those occasions where the population does not support the, the, uh, the increase in the population by 15,000 people, which coincides with, the, with this MDC providing more, more property uh, to rent uh, for this plan, which has not been supported by the local population in the first place. Where presented with something by the Chief Minister uh, and then Tim Wild votes on it and they, they approve it but no one, none of the population has approved it, none of the general voting people have approved the plan and I think that's probably why there's a lot of dissatisfaction with uh, some of these plans that uh, have been introduced. Yeah. Well, that's the disconnect. Uh, it, obviously, it's a very obvious disconnect between one side and the other. And surely, nowadays, th- th- that isn't... I mean, surely it's the Isle of Man. Surely everybody should be party to the information. Inevitably, people are going to disagree. But surely, as much information as possible should be out in the public domain. Well, you would think so, but if you look at... I'll just leave this with uh, you and the listeners. If you look... We always used to pride ourselves on the ability to easily communicate with our elected representatives. But if you look at the the latest um, telephone guide with the names uh, of the elected representatives of both the Keys and Legco. In a lot of cases, I won't say all, but in a lot of cases, they're merely the extension number of uh, of of the Timbald number. So you have to leave a you, you can't co- con- contact them. Those people, those of them who don't really respond to letters or emails, and there's a number of them, are there. So it's getting less and less like it used to be on the island, where our elected representatives were easily contactable. Okay. Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate that. Thanks for calling today. 
Thank you. All right, 26 minutes before one. Man in line, first one of 2024. For your new bathroom, head to Paysetter, Harris Terrace, Douglas or Spring Valley. In Paysetter's fully fitted showroom, you'll find the latest bathroom products and designs from new contemporary styles to traditional Victorian tiles, wall and ceiling panels, accessories and much more. With many ranges exclusive to Paysetter's plus professional design advice from the experts, visit Paysetter, Harris Terrace, Douglas or Spring Valley. You can get the best of everything Where the price is twice as nice They've got your whole house in their hands When you need scaffolding DPM On time and on budget DPM Will beat any quote DPM We do it all at DPM DPM promise to beat any like-for-like scaffolding quote by 10%. So when you need scaffolding, call the friendly, experienced DPM scaffolding team on 6-1-2000. T's and C's apply. We do it all at DPM. Manx Petroleum is here for you this winter. For the family makers, for your hard workers, for the helping handers, we offer vouchers for heating oil and road fuel. So who do you know would welcome the gift of warmth and mobility this winter? For family, friends or employees, Manx Petroleum vouchers will see them through. Manx Petroleum, always here for you. Heating and road fuel vouchers are available now by calling 691 691. And storage today, loads big and small, day after day. We'll help you move, we'll help you pack. With a local or global, we've got the knack, so give us a cheer. Yay! Your movers are here, they do it right. A very happy new year from all the team at Corkill Removals and Storage. New year, new home, call 675 495. We'll get your load delivered on time. You can be sure we'll get the job done. Click CorkillRemovals.com. If you bought your loom pants and cheesecloth shirts from Paraphernalia, if your vinyl records came from Mark Kelly's or the music box. If your weekends were danced away at the MGM, the Port Disco or the Hawaiian Bar, then join me to relive those halcyon days with three hours of music from the decade that had it all. Sensational 70s on Manx Radio from 1 till 4 on Sunday afternoons with me, Mike Buttle. It's on DAB, online, on smart devices and absolutely live on air on Manx Radio. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. 23 minutes before one. Talking of elected representatives, later on uh, this month we're getting into constituency Man in Line lines. It's halfway through this administration and already we've had the Russian MHKs on, also the Arbury Castle Town and Maloo MHKs. Later on this month, Friday 19th, the middle MHKs, Jane Paul Wilson and Stu Peters will be on. Monday, the Monday after that, uh, Julie Edge and Rob Callister, the Onken MHKs, Joni Farragher and Claire Barber, the Douglas East MHKs will be on in January and uh, throughout February. More of the constituency MHKs uh, as we get, can you believe it's halfway through this administration? And here we are. And here's Bonzo. Happy New Year, Bonzo. Yeah, uh, Bland Vineur. Um, I hope my pronunciation is correct. Yes, uh, New Year, but same old problems, I'm afraid. Um, I can only agree you know, absolutely with everyone who's been um, you know, on before about the steam packet. It's an absolute shambles. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's not actually so much of a shambles. The problem is it looks like a shambles. Um, but as we see from the empty shelves and other things, that, well, yeah, it is rather a shambles. Um, and 
I'm afraid, uh, although it is an arm's length uh, company, uh, this doesn't have the look of something operated at arm's length. Um, there are reasons why governments like things like arm's length companies, because, of course, if the arm's length company or entity runs very well, then the government can take the credit. If it doesn't run very well for some reason, then, of course, the management can take the blame for the government. So, you know, yeah, it allows that. Um, but this has more of, a, uh, more of an echo of Alf Cannon's um, uh, opinion of unions. Um, he has never been a great fan of unions, and indeed, ever since his time, uh, well, well, when he first came into the Keys, when he was on the uh, Whitley Council. Um, so I think it's very much an idea of directed macho management through the, uh, the through the management of the steam packet, and that the steam packet management can take the blame for Alf Cannon's inclination to be macho management. Um, the, the Manx taxpayer has paid what? £120 million pounds to buy the steam packet, which grossly overvalued it. It should have only been about 30 uh, But they paid £120 million pounds for that. They've now paid uh, well, £78 plus 7 because bought Manxman and bought the Arrow. So uh, over £200 million. Pounds, and we still don't have the assured lifeline that the money was supposed to be spent for. Oh, we, we purchased the steam packet, we do these things, and it guarantees the island's lifeline. Oh, yeah? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, can't see, I can't see that it has. Um, I think this is a, a time when Tinwald really needs to take back control on this, and I think we need an emergency sitting next week where Tinwald mandates came in uh, to... Um, authorise, or should I say, uh, tell Steam Packet as the 100% shareholder, tell Steam Packet to enter binding arbitration with the unions. And what signal will that send to the senior management of the Steam Packet? Mm, well, does the senior management of the Steam Packet actually senior manage the Steam Packet? That's the point. Because I, uh, the arm's length idea, I think, is something of a pretense. So you think that, I mean, and that would indicate, you think that's Treasury as the main shareholder, that's that's uh, the hand inside the puppet? Well, Treasury and then the Chief Minister, yes. Um, Treasury, of course, would like to maintain this... Uh, model of the steam packet being run absolutely as a you know, as a profit-making company, because of course then uh, what is it, twelve million pounds a year? You were saying, I think about the, that. The, yes, the, yeah. the steam packet. Yeah, so that that then pays back the purchase price in ten years, um, and that's of course something which looks positive on the books anyway for the Isle of Man government because you know, that's an input. Uh, into the accounts. Um, whereas, what needs to happen is that the steam packet needs to be treated much more as something in public ownership that is used then for the benefit of the Manx nation, rather than um, just having to operate as a commercial company, because operating a lifeline, uh, lifeline ferry service as a, commer uh, you know, as a uh, commercial company, as I've said before, is 
well, difficult, if not impossible. So where do we go? What, what needs to happen? Well, firstly, um, if this meeting today does not produce a, a commitment by Steam Packet to go into binding arbitration, Tinwald must have an emergency session next week where it can vote on a motion to direct Tinwald to direct the Steam Packet to enter into binding arbitration. Well, we'll see. And uh, what do you think the probabilities are of that happening? Um, I think they're not... <laughs> I, I, I think they're good, actually. As we've heard on, on the programme today, and you see on social media, and so I think there is a, you know, an increasing groundswell amongst the Manx population that this is just no way to run anything. Uh, it can't it can't go on and something must be done that's interesting and the point you made about it may not be a shambles it just looks like a shambles absolutely I mean, there we have uh, the key problem this idea that somehow we're going to attract 15,000 more people and we're going to attract all these businesses etc if you're somebody looking to locate relocate to the Isle of Man at the moment or a business looking to relocate into the Isle of Man at the moment would you do that? No. It'd be thought to be certifiable. All right. Thanks, Bonzo. Good to hear from you. OK, then. Cheers. Bye. Here's a message in from Texter802 and said, Regarding the steam packet, the system worked perfectly before it was someone's bright idea to change it. If it's not broken, why alter it? We had 25 years of the Ben McCree sailing to and fro, no issues. But I get the feeling there's more to this as the changing of the Manxman to one sailing a day was what the steam packet wanted to happen. As the Manxman is bigger, costs more to run in fuel than the Ben and can take more passengers and cars. Therefore, one full boat a day is better than a half full boat twice a day. Basic sums, basic arithmetic. Less crew required, plus the crew now have their contracts terminated, so saves redundancies. The government and the steam packet need to come clean with what their intentions are. This affects everything and everyone on the Isle of Man. The steam packet surely is a public service. And if you haven't seen the... Uh, there's a note on BBC Guernsey as well that the... Arrow has been made available to Condor ferries as a backup in the Channel Islands. I think in the past they've used some steam packet vessels, but here we go again. Who knows what's happening? Ship is being made available to Guernsey and Jersey states for a contingency plan. That's that's our boat that the moment is filling in on the overnight cargo because we're not having a second boat because they're short of masters. They're short of essential crew because those, the rest that are there, are working to rule, basically. Thanks for calling. Thanks for texting in today. And uh, I think Betty's on with us. Hi, Betty. Hi. <clears throat> Sorry. I've just got one thing to say. What the steam packet company is planning, it may be legal, but it's certainly not honourable. That's all. OK. Thanks, Betty. Thank you. All right. And Mark's with us now. Hi, Mark. Yeah, hi, Andy. Um, I just, just a few comments. Sorry, I've got to jump on another call, but um, some of the other callers about the steam packet. So um, 
What the steam packet is, I'm in shipping, by the way. So what the steam packet is proposing is completely okay. And I'll tell you why. Um, The current practice of going home in the evenings is unusual in shipping generally. And if you look at CalMac in the Scottish Islands, they have a two-week-on, two-week rotation. The steam packet would be, and I have no affinity to the steam packet, by the way. I'm just fed up with all the nonsense in the press, especially MHK stirring up a lot of nonsense and sort of clickbait on Facebook. But basically, um, CalMac operates two-week-on, two-week-on rotation, two-week-off rotations. The steam packet have been negotiated with the unions, I understand, for two years, and it hasn't come to a conclusion. Why are the steam packet wanting to actually do this? They're wanting to improve the service because if you have crew on board that are permanently on standby, if there's a gap in the weather, they can move, and they can, um, which benefits the public. Um, the other thing, the other nonsense is that the previous call about Bozo call before about um, the cost of the steam packet. Any private fund would snap up the steam packet for 120 million because you're basically buying monopoly. So it was an absolute bargain, and, it, and that's one of the, the, the few things that the Isle of Man government has done right. Um, what other things? The RMT, I understand, agreed to that, uh, in, which is basically the ratings, the lower ranks on board the vessel. The RMT are normally the more, let's call them, militant union, and they, I understand, agreed to it, whereas Nautilus aren't. So uh, I, I think the, 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 the biggest culprit in all this, in some respects, is the steam packet for not communicating the message clearly and concisely about what they're trying to do, because there's a lot of nonsense out there. And I think I'd encourage the MHK to, to go and actually talk to the steam packet to actually understand what they're trying to do. Just, there is a bit of pain, but, you know, in all honesty, the steam packet are trying to improve the service to the Isle of Man by having the crew on board, by having, I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, one week on, one week off rotations. So they're working for half the year and off for half the year. They're not looking to reduce the wages, I understand, they're actually they've got they've got good terms and conditions, but previously the Ben wasn't able to accommodate them, and now they're looking to do it. Now, uh, um, it, this thing about comparing to P and O, absolute nonsense. P and O were looking to get cheap, cheap labour on board. The Manx, the, the, the Isle of Man steam packet is categorically not looking to do that. Um, in terms of Manx workers on board, I think the Isle of Man steam packet has, has what 10% of Manx workers. Most of them are foreign. So this thing about protecting Manx jobs, well, it's 10% of the workforce. Um, so I just wanted to make those few points, Andy. Um, if you've got any anything else you'd like, like to ask me, I'm more yeah, than just just one. I know you're bit. I know you're busy. Yeah. But this one is, and and, yeah. and again. The vast majority of people who are listening right now don't work for the yeah. steam packet. Half the time don't yeah. even use the steam packet. So to the Manx yeah. public, w- w- why is this happening and what can the steam packet do that will make it work for the Manx public well, and sell, sell this to the Manx public? Well, that, that's the thing. That, that's the thing they've fallen short of. So the vessel was well, in planning sort of three years ago. And another thing, it was built on time, on budget. Um, if you look at the Scottish ferries, they're currently running at 250 million over budget, and they still haven't got all the ferries in. So this thing about um, uh, giving it and having more government cooperation, absolute nonsense. It's the, it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. The steam packet delivered the Manxman on time, pretty much, and on budget. And I've been on it, and it's a fantastic vessel. So coming back to your point about 
what can the steam packet do? I think they just need to communicate openly, honestly about what they're trying to do and why they're trying to. And by actually having live on board, it will improve the service to the Isle of Man longer term. We've had extraordinarily bad weather at the moment, which is why there's a lot of delays. It made me laugh recently, where I think when the foreign secretary, the home secretary, said. Immigration has, has, has reduced into the UK and there's less migrant workers coming to the UK. Well, that's because of bad weather as well. So, you know, it's just, um, yeah, it's very frustrating. So I think I, I just encourage Steam Packet to communicate, um, get them on the manning line, get them on the manning line, get them to answer questions to callers to clarify this nonsense. They're not a bad company. They've got um, honourable members on the board. They've got great They've got a great management on board. And um, the politicians are also guilty of this. They're just reacting to clickbait on Facebook. And they should go and talk to the, the steam packet because the politicians, the MHKs in particular, who are trying to stir up the pot for their own political means, are actually uh, making things matters worse. OK. So get, uh, get the steam packet on the man line. Get them to open, uh, ask open and honest questions, Andy. Sorry, I've got show. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for calling today. And uh, I'll just reiterate my uh, invitation for... Uh, Mr. Brian Thompson, also Mr. Lars Ugland. Uh, that, but by all means, the the lines, uh, the invitation is open to come on Man in Line whenever you want for the steam packet. Because in the end, uh, we are told that we own it. So what is going to happen now? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen now. At the moment, the Manxman is operating one daily sailing from today. Just one sailing. The morning sailing, the Manx will operate a service from Douglas uh, about 8 o'clock in the morning, 8 to 8.45, returning from Hesham at 2.15. There will be no evening sailing for the next two weeks due due to a rostered officer having to unexpectedly take leave for personal reasons and because of Nautilus, Nautilus, the union's ongoing industrial action, short of a strike, no fellow officers will swap shifts or cover the absence via paid overtime and we own the company Mom, Dad, there's no hot water again Having trouble with hot water and heating? Energy prices are rocketing and there's never been a more important time to make sure your heating system is in tip-top condition Home Warm by Energy Management Systems is the simple way to spread the cost for essential maintenance starting from just $7.99 per month For peace of mind and money-saving advice call EMS on 613210 or find us on Facebook Home Warm by EMS Become our priority Hi, Connor Cummins here. As a professional road racer, I find taking on the twists and turns of the TT a big challenge. But sometimes life can be a tough challenge too. As patron of the charity, I'll stand up to suicide. I'd like to encourage you to attend one of our QPR suicide prevention courses. These are designed to help us all to spot signs of suicidal thinking and then equip us to know what to do next. I'm doing it. Why not join me? Find out more today at islestanduptosuicide.com. Together, we can make a difference at islestanduptosuicide.com. I began to struggle with the stairs, but I didn't want to leave our family home. So my daughter told me about Acorn Stairlifts and their new showroom in Douglas. I was able to try the stairlifts and find the right one for me and the home I love. They were so friendly. The whole process was hassle-free and they offered the whole package from installation to servicing. Choose the island's first choice for stairlifts. Acorn Stairlifts, South Quay, Douglas. Call Acorn Stairlifts now on 672 
01484 or call into our Douglas showroom. Chris Pearson, the Sunday chill out. Every Sunday evening from 7 till 9, round off your weekend or your workend with Manx Radio's Sunday chill out show. Touch through the week by emailing chill at manxradio.com and then tune in to check the tunes each and every Sunday from 7. Manx Radio's Chill Out Show, Sunday evenings from 7. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. A situation with the MV Arrow, which is taking the overnight freight sailings uh, from Hesham, uh, will be that uh, the newspapers are going to be late. A uh, steam packet of let, uh, has let uh, G. Whites know that the vessel, the Arrow, won't dock until after the Manxman has left for its morning sailing uh, between 8 and 8.45. So given that unloading and transport to the depot and traffic, Whites anticipate deliveries are going to be about three hours later than normal. Uh, they'll update it every morning. If you listen to Max Radio, we'll tell you when the newspapers are in, but that's going to be the situation. The newspapers are going to be late. We don't have any airmail and uh, shop rights going. What's happening to the Isle of Man? Let's have some good news, shall we? Manx Electric Railways Trailer 19 has been nominated in the British Trams Online Annual Tram of the Year competition. The trailer, Trailer 19, was out of use for 50 years. It's been restored by volunteers, including the good people from Laxey and London Heritage Trust. It's been restored to its as-built condition in 1894. It's got varnish woodwork and canvas curtains. Now, if you'd like to vote for it, they'd love. There's a vote for the Heritage Tramway of the Year category for this Heritage Railway trailer and the MER as well, and also Event of the Year category. So I'm going to urge you to go to this if you want. It's called BritishTramsOnline.co.uk, all one word, all lowercase. That's BritishTramsOnline.co.uk. And vote away for Trailer 19 and the MER and the Isle of Man. You can also get to it if you go to maxradio.com, click on the news page. I think we did the story just before Christmas, but it kind of got lost in the middle of Christmas. So let's uh, salute MER Trailer 19, nominated in the British Trams Online Annual Tram of the Year competition. You didn't know there was one? Well, there is. Lots of comment in. We own the company, says Steve. That's a bit of a joke. It's been bought purely to prop up the government and MHK's promises. Surely not. That's it. Thanks to Chris Quirk on the phones today. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. W-I-N-T.